Journey to Organization, episode 165. Purim. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman. Advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to the Journey to Organization podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Saltzman from Balagambigan Personal Organization. And today I want to talk a little bit about getting ready for Purim. This year, Purim comes on Friday, so it's a good idea to design your Suda to correspond with Shabbat to make life easier for yourself. There are a few ways you can do this. Number one, you can plan to make your Suda close to your Shabbat meal so that you can move one right into the other. Or number two, you can plan to make the same things or similar things for each meal so you cut down on the workload. So let's start with number one. If you wanna have your Suda close to Shabbat, this solution will allow you to do a little less cooking. You can plan to break up the Shabbat meal into smaller sections and really take your time with it. You can do half of your cooking for the Suda and half for Shabbat. You'll need to wash and say Birkat Amazon between meals, but for example, you can wash, have bread with some dips, like make a few dips, some really beautiful dips for the challah, have a soup course, and then have a salad course, and then say Berkat Amazon. And then you take a little break, get ready for Shabbat, and have your main course and dessert. And the benefit of this is that you'll really enjoy the food more because you give yourself time to actually digest the food. Um, And also you'll enjoy the food more because it is spread out a little bit so you won't have that really full feeling when you eat a big Suda meal. So I actually think Friday Purim is actually a huge um, bracha because I love when it falls out on Friday because it's so nice to, to divide up the meal in that way. Another great thing about doing it this way is that you avoid food waste and leftovers because I think that when you split up the meal, it allows people, like I said, to digest their food. They actually eat a little bit more, um, but you also like can use smaller portions for foods instead of making large portions that might not get totally used up. So instead of having very, very large chalot, you might want to have individual small rolls for everybody, just ways where you can break it up so that there's less waste and, and also less work for you. It's a really good idea that before you plan meals, whichever system you're going to use, and I'm going to talk about the second option in a second, whenever, whichever system you choose, it's worth it to sit down for five minutes and figure out where the overlaps in the recipes are. So again, so that you only have to chop things one time, but that you can use them twice. This really does save a significant amount of time even when you consider that you'll have to wash the bowls that you put the ingredients in in the meantime, because it's so easy. They're not like really, really sticky, dirty, baked on grease. Like you can just soak all the bowls in a little bit of warm soapy water and they'll really wash right up really quickly. Additionally, when you're using quite a few bowls at once, if you're just using it for things like vegetables, in between you don't necessarily need to wash all the bowls. You can use these smaller bowls to mix in other ingredients or to chop secondary ingredients over and over and over again. And it's actually really useful and helpful, I think, to use the small bowls. Some other time saver tips are 
when recipes call for, let's say, fresh lemon juice, juice as much as you need for all the recipes at one time, and and then just slot it out into the different recipes. It really does make things faster. Personally, um, oftentimes we get really big batches of lemons. Either we get them from somebody's tree or just in the store they were a really good price. Uh, what I like to do is I like to juice them all at once and freeze them in ice cube trays. This way when I need lemon juice, I just pull an ice cube out of the freezer and it's I just let it like defrost in the bowl as I'm mixing. It works really well. Um, I do this for limes also, which in Israel are not in season all the time and are really difficult to get so this way I can have lime juice all year round. Another example is that I make my own mayonnaise and it really takes less than three minutes to make and I usually plan to make it at the same time I'm making tuna or egg salad or even baba ganoush and this way I can get all of the mayonnaise out of the food processor. So what happens is, is like when you make something a lot of times, there's like residue left over. So what I try to do is I plan to make the mayonnaise at this one time. Mayonnaise literally takes like less than three minutes to make. It's so fast, so easy. And what I do is I plan to put in the eggplant for baba ganoush or I put in the eggs for egg salad or tuna for tuna. And then like it's already dirty, quote unquote, dirty from the mayonnaise. And I'm able to just, you know, get all the residue that's left over. I scoop out before I put in the the in other ingredients. I scoop out the part that I don't think that I'll need to make the tuna or egg salad or eggplant or whatever. And, and then I can just process in the food processor. And it's really so much faster than chopping it by hand. I can just pulse it. It's really, really easy. And then I just scoop it out and I've really gotten the most out of what I made. So it's taking time to see how you can make things in steps that will eliminate cleaning in between um, what you're cooking. So any way that you can, you know, use one dish and then make a secondary item in that same dish so you don't have to wash it in between uses is super helpful. It saves loads of time and loads of energy. It also really, in addition to saving time and energy, it also really helps make sure you're getting the most out of the ingredients that you're taking the time to use. And it also actually makes cleanup easier because there's less to clean up. The real trick here is the upfront planning because that ends up saving so much time and money and so many resources, even though it sometimes feels like the planning is a waste of time. Because sometimes you think like, oh, I know how to do this in my head. But if you actually just sat down for five minutes, wrote out the menu, saw where the ingredients overlapped, it would actually take you less time in the long run instead of chopping things twice or or figuring out how you could layer in the oven better so that the oven is hot all the time and you're just cooking one dish after another and your everything is ready to pop in as soon as one thing is done. This is much more energy efficient, first of all, but it also allows you to use your time more efficiently, which of course is a good thing. If you like the other option better, which is having two separate meals, like one at lunch and then one for dinner, you can still save a lot of time and energy by using, by serving the same things two times. If you want to do option number two, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first way is that you can serve the same thing two times. And if you do that, and especially if you make the food in advance, you're going to want to make sure that you reheat the food in smaller portions so that food doesn't get dried out. 
you're also going to want to incorporate what I previously spoke about, which was chopping things once so you can use them twice to save you time. When you chop all the cabbage, let's use the cabbage example again, when you chop all the cabbage at once and you split the head in half, you can use half for lunch and season it one way and half for dinner and season it the other way. But all that's really changing is the seasoning and actually it makes a lot of sense and it actually saves a lot of time. So like you're doing the same, you're making like a new meal, but you're doing the same amount of work and that is a huge time saver. This also works for the main course. So for example, if you like roasting chickens for, for meals, season them two different ways at, and cook them at the same time together. This way you'll have, you know, two chickens, but you'll have two meals worth of chicken. Um, if you have a larger family and that's, you know, you can, if your oven allows you to make four chickens at once, that's amazing. Make four chickens at once, two one way and two the other way. I think we can't be afraid to maximize the space in the oven while it's cooking. So if you're already cooking one, cook two. If you have room to cook three or even four, also do that. It's amazing and you'll see that it just makes life so much faster and easier. Personally, I like to make turkey on Purim. So a way that you could make turkey work for two meals if you wanna have something different is at the first meal you have sliced turkey or and at the second meal you have um, like turkey salad, that's a really nice way to to make a change, um, but still use the ingredients in two ways with not too much extra work. This is your chance to let your creativity shine. You don't need to cook 50 different things. You just need to figure out how you can reuse things in a new way. For both the meal, the Mishloch Manot, and for the cleanup, get your family involved. Even if it's easier for you to do something by yourself or faster, because let's be honest, it's probably faster for you to do something by yourself, let them help you. Let them take something off your plate because even if it's not perfect, it means that you don't have to do it. And that's a huge, huge help for you. But also when you allow your family members, your husband, your children, to help you at whatever level they are able to help you. Obviously, you want the task to be age appropriate. You empower your family and you take some things off your plate. And remember, I always say progress, not perfection. We just want to be moving forward. It doesn't matter if it's perfect. We just want it to we just want it to be done. That's the most important thing. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Journey to Organization podcast. If you or someone you love needs help getting organized, please send an email to B-A-L-A-G-A-N-B-E-G-O-N-E at gmail.com and let us know how we can help you. There are so many different ways we can work together. For now, Chag Sameach, have a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.